0: Here in Berkeley and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley 88.1 KFCF in Fresno And online at kpfa.org The time is now 3pm Stay tuned for A Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone Happy ending Nice and tidy It's a rule I learned in school Get your money Every Friday, happy endings are the rules. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture the
1: shadows out of sight. this is jennifer stone with stone's throw and we are once again in a marathon i hope <laughs> i hope it goes well um I will wait until the end of the half hour, and I'll have um, Veronica come in here and help me uh, do this, what we call the pitch, ask for money. I do such a bad job of that, that I think I need help. Anyway, today is the 14th of May, 2013. Um, I want to persuade you to subscribe to KPFA, and the gift that I brought to share with you, uh, in hopes that you'll accept it as a, uh, what is that, uh, a gift, actually KPFA is the gift, this is just a little extra, it's called Stolen Voices, Young People's War Diaries from World War One to Iraq, and, uh, oh boy, if I have a chance during our last ten minutes, I'll spell out all the names of the editors. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. Stolen voices. Uh, I remember a friend of mine, a school teacher, said that uh, she found it very useful for middle school students. I thought it was a little sad for middle school kids, but obviously I'm behind the times. Uh, <laughs> I, uh I hope you had a nice Mother's Day. Yes, talk about being behind the times. I almost forgot about it. Then I thought, oh, gosh, I better watch the movies. I watched at least a dozen films about mothers. And I thought, what a wonderful essay. It's time to write something again about mothers. I think it's The Atlantic that tells us now, that The Atlantic magazine, uh, that uh, moms can't have it all. That same old uh, BS, can I say that on the air? Yes. Uh, I remember at the age of 16 being told that women couldn't mix a career with a family, blah, blah, blah. When I was at Mills College, the male professors told us that uh, it was the women, the mothers, who educated children, and therefore their background was terribly important uh, <laughs> and I didn't buy it then either. Uh, actually, I I have been fascinated with mothers in the movies, from Marjorie Main in the movie Dead End to Gail Sondergaard in The Bluebird. I grew up on this stuff. Uh, all my, what is the word, um, not just sociology, but my entire belief system is probably based on, ...on what Hollywood gave me. Uh, today, things have changed. I keep wondering what young women and young men... ...what is imprinting on them. Today's stepmothers, a couple of Snow Whites recently... ...Sigourney Weaver... Uh, ...what is the other one? Uh, Clarice Theron, I believe, is her name. These new spellings are enough to make you crazy... Uh, Theron is uh the stepmother in a film called Snow White and the Huntsman uh very bleak grim grimmer than grim's uh actually I did find one movie that I'd like to recommend for those of you who have time to uh you know check it out uh you can find it on demand if you have the Stars channel that's S T A R Z I punched it up on demand, it's called The Lady, it's all about, uh, the wondrous, what would we call her, uh, I don't want to call her the the mother, uh, let's call her, uh, let's call her the wise woman of our age, uh, Aung San Su Chi, she, uh, got the Nobel Peace Prize Prize in 1991. And this movie, it, it is a fiction movie. A uh, beautiful actress plays Aung San Suu she Michelle, uh, last name is spelled Y-E-O-H. She's breathtakingly beautiful. Her husband, the one who died of cancer over in, uh, I guess it was in London, he was at... Uh, Oh dear, was he Oxford? Right, he was a college professor and they had two sons. Anyway, he was played by one of my favorite British actors, David Thewlis. Once again, these names, T-H-E-W-L-I-S. He also played a wonderful part in Anonymous, the one about how Shakespeare was really Edward de Vere. I buy that. Anyway, I can't start Yammering about all these actors. I just wanted to recommend the lady for anybody who's looking for a movie that is not just, uh, what is it? Not just educational. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, I didn't know that Burma was so unbelievably beautiful. Burma is now called Myanmar, M-Y-A-N-M-A-R. We see, uh, Aung San Suu Kyi, uh, spending decades of her life in uh, solitary confinement uh anyway uh yes, I recommend the lady if you have a chance to watch something that you uh find inspiring uh as i said the the most amazing thing to me was just just Burma, the land, the house she lives in it was so so beautiful the uh the forest, I know it's hot as hell, but it did look like some place that would be thrilling to visit. Uh, now, I want to tell you about this book you can get today. Uh, this is Jennifer Stone trying to persuade you to subscribe to KPFA. You can get today a copy of Stolen Voices, Young People's War Diaries from World War I to Iraq. And of course, when you talk to the people in the phone room, remember they have all sorts of other, uh, gifts and prizes that you can have. Uh, anyway, this book goes on at great length. Uh, well, in the foreword, in the introduction, the editors talk a great deal about the amputation of imagination, this notion about having the freedom to think. And that's what uh, Aung San Suu Kyi talks about in the movie, The Lady. Uh, One of the mean military men tells her that she has a choice. She can stay in Burma or she can go home and take care of her husband and two children. But if she does that, she can't get back into Burma. He says, you are free to choose. And she says, you call that freedom? What kind of freedom is that, I think she said. Uh, Anyway, in the introduction to this book, the editors explain that in the midst of a war, it's very hard to uh, use your imagination to be creative. Uh, I think of Susan Sontag staging, I think it was a Beckett play, maybe it was Waiting for Godot, yes, in Sarajevo. Put on a play, boys and girls, that's the thing to do. In uh, The Lady, the actress, uh, well, the actress playing Aung San Suu Kyi, she, she does this incredible thing. She she takes um, huge sheets of very thin paper and she uses um, uh, a beautiful a beautiful calligraphy brush and she writes, oh, epigrams, uh, short, short and beautiful poems, and she puts these things up on the wall all around her house where the men who are guarding her can see them. And bit by bit, they begin to read what she has written. She shows them what what they could be thinking about while they're standing there with the guns in their hands. At one point, she's playing her piano, and one of the guards says... You know, what the devil's going on in there? What's all that noise and ruckus about? And, uh <laughs> yes, she comes out and says, uh, music, later on in the movie. Uh, she's playing again, and one of the guards uh, looks at another one and says, oh, yes, uh music. Uh, there were so many little touches in that movie, the lady, anyway, Uh, In the introduction, we read that Nadine Gordimer says that writing is always and at once an exploration of self and of the world, of individual and collective being. What these diaries gave me is the capacity of these very young children, most of them teenagers though, uh, their ability to see themselves in the larger picture. You know how that goes. For the most part, children think that the world begins and ends with their lives, with their concerns. Uh, In this book, I I notice that they are able to get what I guess is called a perspective. (laughs) I'm going to jump right in. Oh, I have hardly any time. Let's see. August 1914, we're in Germany. And a young girl yes uh aha uh-huh. grandma and i were on our way to church we stopped by the window of the newspaper office where many people were crowding around there was a paper hanging behind the glass with a statement written in blue pencil aha uh-huh. the report of the attempt on the life of the german crown prince is not true the crown prince is in the best of health Okay, yes, aha, that is, of course, the assassination that set off World War I. This writer goes on to talk about uh, uh, the people in church, and she says, I was very cross because I'm only 12 years old, and I'm not a, yes, I'm not a man. What's the use of being a child when there's a war? Child is of no use at all in wartime. Have to be a soldier. uh. And she goes on about the uses of prayer. uh. Her grandmother says, I have lived through this twice before. uh." It's just the same when the Danish war broke out. And then again in 1870. Why can't the people live in peace? At school, the teachers say it is our patriotic duty to stop using foreign words. Okay, 1914, stop using foreign words. Little German child, she writes, I didn't know what they meant at first, but now I see it. You must no longer say adieu, because that is French. (laughs) She goes on with a long list of words. Uh, I must now call Mama Mother. Uh, I don't know why that's, yes, she says, Mother isn't tender enough. I'll just say Mommy. We have bought a little tin box in which we'll put five pennies every time we slip up. The contents of the war savings box will go toward buying knitting wool. We must now knit woolen things for the soldiers. uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's funny this is 1914 and a couple pages on this little diarist talks about taking long garlands of summer flowers and putting them around the necks of the shoulders and on their chests you remember we talked about flower power in the 60s uh uh uh-huh bunches of asters she says as if they could shoot down the enemy with flowers. The soldiers' faces were serious. I had expected that they would be laughing and rejoicing, but there was only one lieutenant rejoicing. And she goes on to uh, talk about this lieutenant, who's cheerfully bidding goodbye to all his relatives, how he was kissed and hugged and petted and... uh, how everybody was so happy to see him go. The band was playing, The Laurels of Victory Be Ours. Uh, I don't know, I, I guess World War I is almost like the first Punic Wars to most people. Uh, the little songs are what make me wince. Uh, and the religiosity... She says, the soldiers began to sing a song I had never heard before. It suddenly drowned all else. I could only understand a few lines. She quotes, the little woodland birds sang such a wonderful refrain. In the homeland, in the homeland, there we'll meet again. And she talks about the way in which she burst out crying, uh, and how silly she is, and then... She goes, she skips on to another slogan, Uh, she says, one of the railway wagons said, merrily to Russia, Japan is helping too, she goes on about the Red Cross ladies and, yes, here's the slogan she likes, Every Prussian shoot a Russian, every German clobber of grog. The Serbs will get what they deserve, whether they're Serbs or Russian fiends. We'll smash them all to smithereens. Oh, how I should like to go with them. I don't want to stay behind and be a child. I'm so sorry for the horses. <laughs> well, I don't have time to read much more of this one. She goes on and on about the outbreak of famine in... Russia, and she says that uh, she doesn't believe it, (laughs) Oh well, okay, 1914, and she says here, 11 declarations of war, she puts them in the following exact order, these are the, yes, the powers involved in the European war have so far made these 11 declarations, uh, Declarations, declarations, pardon me. Austro Hungary versus Serbia. Germany versus Russia. Germany versus France. England versus Germany. Belgium versus Germany. Austro Hungary versus Russia. Montenegro versus Austro Hungary. Serbia versus Germany. France versus Austro Hungary. Montenegro versus Germany. England versus Austro Hungary. (laughs) oh lord Uh, uh, she has a lot more to say about Russia and uh, her own yes her own feelings about her fatherland Uh, okay, then she talks about people who are fleeing yes uh, people the refugees arriving from east Prussia all of a sudden, she begins to get it. That is, she sees the refugees being taken care of by the German Red Cross Depot at the station. And uh, the children are in a pretty bad way. Let me skip over that. Uh. Then there are a lot of, what is it, uh, obnoxiously patriotic songs. Uh <laughs> One of the soldiers yelling, do you really believe that the emperor goes walkabout on the battlefield? They talk about the fact that the soldiers are the ones who get killed, not the generals or the officers. I'm going to skip to 1938. Oh, I have no time. Uh, I'm going to skip to Russia in 1938. Uh, It's funny, this is all the same war. Isn't that amazing? It's always the same war, the same children. Uh, this young woman is Nina Kostarina in Russia. She writes, What ominous darkness has shrouded my whole life? Father's arrest, such a blow that it bends my back. Until now, I have always carried my head high with honor, but now... Now, Akmatov can say to me... We're comrades in misfortune. Just to think how I despised him, how I despised his father, a Trotskyite. The nightmare of these thoughts oppresses me day and night. Is my father also my enemy? No, that cannot be. I don't believe that. It's all a terrible mistake. Now, this is the, uh, this is the girl who, uh, is so confused because even within the, uh, what is it, the factions and the uh, Russian army, uh, there are all these arguments, you see. they uh, The Trotskyites are arguing with the folks who are doing what Lenin said. They're having civil wars at the same time that they have the war with the European powers, with Germany. Uh okay. Kay, I see Veronica has come in here to help me and ask you to subscribe to KPFA. I don't have time to explain the difference between the white Russians and the red Russians. (laughs) That's something I never figured out myself. We had a couple of white Russians here in Berkeley. They started a newspaper called Grassroots. I I wrote for that for years. Uh, They were the ones who ran away from red Russia. And then, of course... Recently, the great red star has burnt out, and we don't have red Russians anymore. Uh, This is the girl who, in 1939, finally says, How damn good life is in spite of everything. I shall soon be 18, and I am loved, and I love. Seems to me that there's a strange, uh, strange uh behavior when the war gets more intense the love affairs also escalate how about that uh, i think the psychiatrist could probably tell us all about that uh, okay veronica now last week we talked about this book as well and i'm not sure how many people called in it was not overwhelming uh this is a book all about uh, children, some of them are real intellectuals, some are just, uh, what is it, uh, uh, everyday kids, everyday kids. The kind of kids who just use boring propaganda. Uh, the ones I like the best, well, the ones in Iraq are unbelievable. There's one girl who's very, very upset because her own people, the Iraqi people, she says, uh, had uh, stolen monuments. She said, they're stealing our civilization. She said, they've even set fires after they stole those relics. Uh, She said how ashamed she was that the world would see Iraqis raiding their own museums and their archaeological remains. And how Um, old was she, Jennifer? Now, this girl is... Hoda, H-O-D-A, and she is in Iraq, and she is a, what is it, Uh, she's an egghead, she's a serious egghead, as a matter of fact, she's a big chunk of this book, Uh, and she's 18 years old, right, okay, says the words team inside of me, demanding to be released, anyway, this is a girl, Who's definitely... Uh, oh, she's 18. Yeah. Tragic death of her yeah. father. Blah, blah. Anyway. Well, so the point is, you have to get this book. I
2: And check it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can do so. You can get your very own copy by calling area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. You know this book is absolutely engrossing. Otherwise, Jennifer wouldn't be sharing it with you. Now... um. This is an opportunity for you to support not only Jennifer and cover to cover on Tuesday at 3 p.m., but also KPFA. We really enjoy having the opportunity to bring you such. Interesting programs on Tuesday afternoon, and Jennifer has been dedicated. I want you to know she comes here on her own dime. That's kind of vulgar, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. And that she, uh, <laughs> Can I, no, well, I have time money. to read this, this Iraqi girl's poetry. Well, see, but the thing about it is no one has called yet, and we're waiting for well. the first person to step out as I say on my show on Sunday night, step out on, on faith and do your thing. The pioneer that's what we're this this is the person I'm talking to right now, the one who's gonna step apart from the pack Pick up that phone and call now. Somebody and in new. doing so somebody yes, new to the You will be making the way blazing the trail for others to call in too. So this is very important. Your work, your assignment right now. Area code five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. Jennifer is laughing at no, no. what I
1: say and the no. way I say it. Yes you are. No, I heard no. you, Jennifer. No, no. I think I think it's just amazing, you know, that we can't just sell this book immediately. Uh,
2: we should be able to for a uh, thank you gift is uh, $75. You get this wonderful book, Stolen Voices, Young People's War Diaries from World War One to Iraq. And you absolutely will be fascinated by the thought process of these young folks living in war zones. They're and much
1: smarter than the usual uh, eggheads, you know. Well,
2: absolutely. You know, it's almost inspiring uh, from the standpoint of it would be interesting to interview kids who live in this country in situations (laughs) in which they deal with violence every day and see what's on their mind. But in order to find out about this book, I suggest you call now, area code 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732, $75. You can spread it out over a year if that's more comfortable with you. And I want to remind you that you can become a voting member of KPFA by uh, donating as little as $25 for the entire year. And the telephone number, again, to call is 510-848-5732 or 1-800-439-5732. Yay, Jennifer, we have yes. our pioneer. Good. We've got We one. have our first call. And what you mm-hmm. know what that means is next, you, you can call now. Someone. Yes, www.kpfa.org. Yes. You can contribute um, online securely 24-7. But right now, there, there are people. PC- People in the phone room, and they are waiting to hear from you. Area code 510-848-5732, 1-800-439-5732. Jennifer, I know there isn't nearly enough time. I know. And I just want to tell people when I'm in here doing my thing, and and Jennifer is not able to do her thing, she knows what's going on here. What we're doing is promoting this book and uh, the wonderful content of it.
1: and. Suggesting that you get your own copy as yeah, a thank you it, gift from you know, it Absolutely knocks me out that these kids know more about our literature, about Western literature. You know, Than they've we read know their. About theirs, right, yeah. They've read Victor Hugo and Camus, and they, you know, they are at home with our intellectual. Well, the world that I thought most people should be living in.
2: Jennifer, I just have to say we have about two minutes left for folks to call. There's number two. Yay! If we can get two more people. On the phone. And by the way, I want to remind you when you're calling up and pledging, it's okay to get two books. (laughs) One for yourself and one for your senior center, one for your uh, church library, one for your Aunt Alice. You know the and one who one, lives back east.
1: One is going to my grandson. He's graduating this June. If you have excellent. someone graduating from high school, yeah. get him a copy of this book
2: because they can see uh, what their peers are doing, how they're thinking, uh, their you know their ability to think in abstract terms is excellent. Area code five ten eight four eight five seven three two one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two. I want to thank our food donors today. It's Ike's from San Francisco, uh Cabot Creamery, Highwire uh Coffee Roasters, Be Healthy Honey, among others. Thank you so much. I wanna appreciate uh also the people who are listening to uh Jennifer Stone every Tuesday at three PM and particularly the people who have donated today.
1: Thank you. I'll be back on the air again next Tuesday at this same time. This has been Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throat. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can.
0: Happy endings are the rules. So divide up those in darkness